Welcome to the LIBF Financial Education Team Podcast. In each episode, we will discuss the key topics that impact on financial education, and whenever possible, include guests so we can get their thoughts and ideas too. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Good morning, Andy. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for joining. Hi, Steph. Nice to be here. Thanks for asking me. No, that's absolutely great. Um, first of all, could you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, your background and your role as a head teacher? Okay, well, my background originally was in finance. I did a degree in economics and, uh, and, uh, and uh, became a chartered accountant. So I, well, I trained as a chartered accountant and then I retrained as a teacher. So we're talking 29 years ago now. Um, so I've been a teacher of business and economics for the last 30 years and then worked through three or four different schools in the Northeast. I've always stayed in the Northeast. I worked in Blythe and I worked in Hexham. Uh, and then finally, um, I took on the role of head teacher here uh, at Promulgate School Durham um, four years ago. So September 2017. And I be, I was a head of school prior to that in, in Hexham. So I had quite a lot of leadership, senior leadership experience in schools. Uh, and I'm, I'm delighted to, to lead the school I, I lead now. Yes, you can see that your passion for school really comes across. Um, being from the north myself, I can you know tell you how great it is that you've come on our podcast today to speak to us and all of our listeners. Could you tell us a little bit more about Framalgate School in the catchment area of Durham? Yeah, so uh, Durham's a, a, a fairly small cathedral city um, in, in the northeast, for, for those who, who don't know it. Um, uh, there are five schools in, in what we would term the centre of Durham, centre of County Durham. Um, and, and Framalgate School is one of them. Um, so we serve predominantly um, people uh, who live in, in central Durham, uh, but also some of the surrounding pit villages and uh, or former pit villages uh, and towns uh, as well. So we take on quite a broad area um, uh, and it's a proper comprehensive school, Framalgate School Durham. We, we've got students of, uh, of all abilities um, and uh, and it's a, it's a real, genuine mix, um, which is which is why I love it here. Um, so the school has undergone quite a lot of change. Um, we became an academy in 2010. We're a single academy. We're not part of a bigger trust. Um, and it, it went through some di- a difficult period in, in the mid around 2016, 17, when, when it had, well, 15, 16, when it had, a, had an Ofsted that uh, was judged to be requires improvement. So I came in after that, um, 2017, and, and my job over that time has just been to try and improve the school, uh, to to uh, to help the fantastic staff and students to get get the school back to to where it should be. So we've increased the school role a lot. Um, we were we had a thousand students on roll four years ago. We've now got 1,300 students on roll, and we're full now. So. Um, so there's been, yeah, we've undergone a lot of change over that time, but um, I do think the school is, is back to back to where it should be and, and somewhere that parents are proud to send their students and the students are proud to attend themselves. No, absolutely. And, you know, I can say that you've done a great job and we'll talk about that a little bit later about the Ofsted result. Um, so what, mm-hmm. what's it been like leading a school in the midst of a pandemic from your point of view? Has it been a challenge? Has it been... Yeah, it's been it, yeah, it's been hugely challenging. I don't think you'll find a head teacher anywhere in the country who's, who doesn't say that the last 
18 months have been probably the most challenging of their careers. It's it's been very challenging indeed. So we, you know, we, as all schools have, we're not unique, but we've had we've had um, staff and students uh, uh, directly affected by the pandemic, uh, testing positive themselves. In some cases, with with um, with family members have been hospitalised or sadly died as a result of it. And that, 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 that's across the country too. So our job has been about to try and make sense of the, of the government guidance on, on, on the pandemic and respond to, respond to the situation on the ground as it happens and to try and keep everybody as safe as possible. And, uh, you know, hopefully we're coming out of the, out of the other end of it, but it's definitely been, definitely been a challenge. Yes, I can totally understand that having worked in a school when the, you know, when the pandemic was there as well, it has been really difficult for the staff, for the students, for, for the leaders. It's been a really challenging time, like you're saying, for the whole country, for everybody. So, you know, congratulations um, on the Ofsted result. I think that's a, you know, brilliant feat in the fate of what's been happening. Um, would you like to talk to us about your Ofsted result? It can, I can clearly see it means a lot to you and, you know, it's, it's great. Um, would you like to talk about how you've gained it and, and what you did? Yeah, I mean, we were we were delighted with it. So we, were, as I said, we were judged to require improvement. The school was judged to require improvement in all areas, really. In two thousand and sixteen, I think the, the Ofsted had been. Um, Ofsted actually returned in two thousand and eighteen, but that just after I'd started here. So, it, although there'd been there was a big improvement noticed, it was too early to to really move to the next step, which would be to to be judged good. Um, so. It should have come again in 2020, but obviously the pandemic hit. But I was very keen that we continue to focus on um, on, the, on the education of, of our young people and, and not let the pandemic be an excuse for, for school improvement. So I've kind of, I wrote Ofsted two or three times and, you know, asking them to come, which I think is probably a fairly rare occurrence, but I was confident that we were a good school. And I wanted that label to be the, the, the requires improvement label to, to be removed. So they came. They came at um, the, the final week of the term in summer. So so actually the, the penultimate two days, the, the, the um, Wednesday and Thursday, the final week of term in the summer, which was perhaps not the time you choose to be inspected. Um, but it was a very good experience for us. Uh, we were able to showcase all the things that we've done, all the changes that we've made. Um, predominantly to teaching and the quality of teaching that takes place in the classroom, um, but also to our systems and routines, our pastoral care and support. Um, and uh, and it, yeah, we, are, we, we had a really good outcome. We were judged to be good uh, in all areas. And, uh, you know, and I think, it, I, I think it was a strong good. I think, I've, you know, we're, we're pushing forward and, and I'm hoping that, um, the school would continue to improve as a result of that uh, um, inspection and the work that we've done over the last few years. We're not finished now and we're not going to be complacent. Um, but we're hopefully heading uh, forward and making further improvements in the future. No, that's brilliant. And again, congratulations on such a result. And to have it in the penultimate week of term, that is definitely a, a big challenge and a massive credit to yourself and your staff and the students and the local community. It's a brilliant result. It really is. You know, and having on the catchment area of Durham, it's uh, definitely a, a brilliant result. 
So in terms of being through an Ofsted yourself, would you have any advice for any head teachers? I know that you talked about there how you were very keen on inviting Ofsted in, which I think is actually quite an interesting thing to say. And, um, you know, it's quite forward thinking, which I think is really brilliant. And um, would you have any advice for head teachers in a, the midst of such challenging times having Ofsted coming in? Well, I've spoken to a few head teachers and, and a few schools since our inspection, just to sort of give them, you know, to share with them our experience and uh, and hopefully help them when they come to be inspected. I think Ofsted's something you shouldn't be afraid of. Really, you should focus on the core job of improving your school to to um to improve the quality of teaching um, and the experience of students and to improve all of those systems, particularly around student behaviour. The curriculum um, uh, and assessment, and if you do all of those things and you do it, um, you do it over a longish period of time, then Ofsted should, in theory, take care of itself. Which is easy said than done. I know that, and I know that Ofsted does worry people, but we had no qualms about inviting them in because we thought we were doing what we should be doing and a, and a, and a really good job for our students. Um, I think there are little things you can do to help prepare. For, a, for an inspection, prepare for what happens when the when the call comes to to know how to react and respond because there's certain documents you have to have ready, there's certain uh, there's certain meetings that they'll want to have, and you, you you want you want your school to be seen in a good light, really. So you you it's daft to not prepare. And I do hear occasionally people saying, "Well, we don't we don't talk about Ofsted uh, in school," but I think that does your staff a disservice. I think a lot of staff. Do get anxious about inspection, so I think anything you can do to to alleviate that, not by scaring them with mock inspections, or um, I, I think that kind of stuff's completely un unnecessary, um, unacceptable, really. But 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 help them prepare so when the call comes, this is this is the kind of conversation you'll have. This is what you need to have ready, and and to boost their confidence, really, so that they they know that they can go in to that as, with as much confidence as 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 you've got as a, as a senior leader. So yeah, there's little things you can do to help prepare. Um, but really, if, you, if you've been doing a good job and the school's been doing a good job over, over a year or two, there should be nothing really to worry about. Yeah, well, I think that's some really good advice and definitely something I think our listeners would love to hear about. Um, so as well as a, a head teacher, you've got a lot of other interests and passions. Um, would you like to talk us about being an advisory member for the Board of Schools of Northeast and what that role involves and what that looks like? Yes, well, Schools Northeast is an organisation that I'm not quite sure when it's set up, but it's you know, in the fairly recent past, um, and it's, it's grown hugely. Um, it, it's an organisation that represents, the, does what it says on the tin, really, it represents schools in the northeast of England. And, and I do feel that our voice is not well heard um, uh, in London and uh, uh, where the decision making happens. So I'm passionate about northeast. I'm passionate about the Northeast, but I'm also passionate about Northeast schools and, and what we have to offer. And that organization has grown and grown. Uh, it has a, it, it, it does a lot of things. We have, uh, it has an excellent CPD and support for school leaders. It's uh, increasingly involved in areas such as school business management and governance and creating networks for, for, for people who work in those areas. Um, We've got an annual summit, which is on Thursday this week, um, uh, actually, which um, is well attended and attracts national speakers. And it, it's its real job really is to lobby, to lobby those uh, in power and to say, 
these are the needs of students in the north. These particularly disadvantaged students, this is the, um, this is how you can support schools in helping support them. Um, and and a, a couple of years ago, I was I was asked to, to be on the advisory board of, of that, which I'm delighted to do. Um, it, it's uh, it just allows me to meet uh, with other um, other members of the board and shape the direction and strategy of the of the organisation, which is which is great. No, that's really brilliant. And, you know, aside from being an advisor member, you know, for the Board of Schools in North East, I can see that you're also passionate about the Ambition Institute as well. Would you like to talk to us a little bit about that and your involvement? Yeah, to be honest, I haven't got, I haven't had huge, huge involvement yet, um, but the government has reshaped uh, professional qualifications for teachers. If we're going to, we're going to um, train and retain uh, uh, teachers and school leaders in the profession, the key to that, in my view, is is great professional development for, for staff, and there were qualifications for uh, national qualifications for teachers and head teachers, um, but they've all been revamped and reshaped uh, just this year. So, um, so there's a new suite of qualifications to support people who are leading on behaviour and culture, who are leading departments, senior leaders, and and then the national professional qualification for head teachers. Which is a qualification I took myself about ten years ago under the old framework. That's all been revamped, and uh, Ambition Institute's running uh, does run those qualifications, uh, and um, I've done the training to be able to offer that. And, and hopefully, uh, come February, um, I'll, I'll be uh, teaching on a cohort um, on the MPQH qualification. I'm not doing that on the um, on the September. There's a quote cohort that starts soon. But I'll be hopefully in the next cohort, and I'm excited about that because I, I do. Again, I, as I said, we're going to retain people and 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 in the profession and support them uh, to to develop their careers. Then then we need to offer really good quality training and, and support. No, that's a fantastic opportunity. And I definitely think it's a really good initiative to get teachers to stay in and grow and develop. I think it's a really brilliant initiative. And, you know, I was looking and you're very active on Twitter and I see that you're going to be involved in, um, you know, many CPDs in the future and going forward into the new year as well. You've got a new initiative that you're being launched. So that's all quite exciting as well. Is that all part yeah, of the, the training? Yeah, I mean, we're involved in, we've been heavily involved. I think one of the drivers for school improvement in this school is been our focus on evidence-based teaching so just looking at what works and uh, and and drawing on the evidence of what works and um, um and implementing that in school in in our school in a way that works for us um and there's been a big growth in in um, i mean research ed which is an organization that runs teach meets weekend conferences uh has been a big driver for that but there are other there are other um teach meets that happen across the country but there's only the odd thing that happens in the northeast i mean the northeast isn't well served i don't think in in that respect there, there has been a research ed uh, conference in durham before it didn't happen last year hopefully it'll happen next year but they're kind of the exception when you most most research ed events are in the south of england um so we thought well that, rather than just complain about it we thought we'd try and do something ourselves so we we're, we're um, putting on our own conference uh, in March on reading, um, and hope hope to sort of in, that would be the first of many, and hope hope, hope we're able to, um, to to do some conferences uh, in the future to help support um, this region. 
and teachers in this region, so they're not all getting on a train to London every time they have to. They want to do some high quality CPD. Well, that's a really good opportunity, and I know that the the teachers in the northeast will absolutely love that opportunity. So that's fantastic. Would you like to, to talk to us a little about your biggest successes to date? Obviously, I know you've had a really big success just before the summer. Um, would you like to talk to us about any particular successes or anything you're you know really proud of over the years? Um, I mean, that's a really difficult question to answer, really, because I don't think um, I don't think anybody comes into school leadership or headship as well. They shouldn't. To, terms of personal success i think it's about the success for the for the schools and the communities that you that you're privileged to serve really so i guess the successes i would talk about are in developing and improving the schools that i've worked in as a, as a senior leader so i've worked i've worked as a senior leader in Blythe and then then in hexham and now in durham um, um all three very different northeast schools um and hopefully in the jobs i've done in those schools i've left them in a of a better place than I found them in, and I, I suppose that's the that's that's the thing I'm proudest of, and that, that's the that's the success. But it's a team effort, um, school improvement. It's not down to the head or, or any individual person in it. Um, so the you know the most enjoyable part of the job is working with others, uh, working in teams to try and try and improve schools. Yeah, I think that's a really good piece of advice as well. Like it's a team effort. I think I think you've been very modest. That's very humble, and you know it is a very like you were saying a team effort, and that's lovely to hear. Um, so in regards to what we do at LIBF, we're really passionate about making sure students are ready for their next steps in their life, and you know being aware of financial education. Is there anything you can do to bring this to life at Framalgate School? What do you do at the moment to prepare students for the next steps? Well, I mean, as well as academic. And we're focusing on the academic curriculum and, and we've tried to be more rigorous in that and, and the students follow a, a really I think a really good curriculum I think hand in hand in that is is supporting the personal development of students and I was delighted that that, that was recognized in our Ofsted report and when you read the report I think there's quite a lot on that on, on careers um, on PSHE um, and our support for diversity uh, and a variety of a variety of things and uh, we have a really strong PSHE program in school um, students have uh, they meet with their tutor every morning for 10-15 minutes but then they meet them again at the end of the day for half an hour and we and we do a variety of um, uh, development activities that are, that are there to help them help them grow as young people help them uh, be prepared for the next steps in their lives and uh, whether that is about careers um, or education about understanding the world around them. Um, it's, a, it's an evolving program um, that I think really benefits our students. No, that's absolutely brilliant. Um, and, you know, I just want to say you've given some really good advice to our listeners and it's been lovely to hear about Framalgate School and lovely to hear about the area. Um, is there any final thoughts you would like to, to leave us with this morning? Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I, I, I don't think so, but, um, you know, I'm... Thank you very much for inviting me onto this. I, I've enjoyed doing it. No, I'm absolutely. It's absolutely our privilege to have you on. Absolutely our privilege, and um, we look forward to when it comes out and, and we can all listen. So, thank you for ever so much for your time this morning. And I've got a really busy day as the head teacher, so I hope you have a good rest of the week. And um, we'll speak soon. Thank you very much. Thank you, Steph. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And if so, please remember to leave a review and share. 
to find out more about the work we do at LIBF and our financial education qualifications, please contact us or visit our website. All details can be found in this episode's show notes.